Hi, this is David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network. We hope you are staying safe, sound, and sane as this year continues to drag on and we do all that we have to do to get through this pandemic. Well, how about this? If you want to be on a Zoom call that isn't dreadfully boring, please join us for Zoomapalooza, an interactive adventure of fun, games, comedy, and who knows what else. Tickets are absolutely free or hire us for your next office or corporate event. Just visit pod617.com slash Zoom. That's pod617.com slash Zoom. Now enjoy the following production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like the show, please share it with a friend, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, maybe give us a review or something. So this is going to be a cool show. We're recording this actually on the eve of Election Day. And so by the time you hear this, the country might be a smoldering pile of rubble and we might all be running around in scraps of clothing and fighting each other to the death. But just in case it isn't, how'd you like something cool to eat? Because I've got a chef on the line. She is known as the proprietor of the Effortless Kitchen. She does all kinds of cooking classes, and she's awesome. And I'm getting hungry already. Thinking about it, please welcome to the virtual studio, Debbie Broston. She is here. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. What do you think? Will we still be alive in a couple days? God, I hope so. We'll be alive. (laughs) Maybe we'll be trapped in our houses again, having to fend for ourselves and figure out what to eat. Yeah. Well, we're, we're getting good day. at that. We're getting good yeah. at that. So I guess yeah. that's good. So your, your world is quick. Uh, tell, tell me about your background. How'd you first get involved in cooking? Has it always been a love of yours? I'm always interested in hearing that. Cooking has always been a passion of mine. It started when I was younger with my grandmother and my mother in the kitchen. I would be in there helping them and, I just fell in love with it and I'm have an Italian Jewish background. So mm. uh, family tends to be all about food all the time. And that's how I grew up. So that's where the inspiration came from. My lineage is, is half Irish, half Jewish, which means all bad food and pretty, pretty bland, <laughs> bland food. You, I think you've got, see that Italian Jewish is a good combo because Italian, you got delicious food and then, and then the Jewish part, you've got massive amounts of food and the Jewish grandmother insists. I had a Jewish grandmother who she would, ins- she would say, um, uh, oh, to my parents, oh, David was such a good boy. He ate, he ate all of his cake. Like, but why is that? So- <laughs> he ate the whole cake. She made this cherry cake, which was pretty good. It wasn't great. But anyway, what kind of things did you, did you first learn to love to cook? Um, when I was younger, it was, uh, my mom's chicken cutlets. So my Mm. mom's the Jewish one actually. And she ended up starting to cook more, um, ethnic foods as well as the Italian foods that my grandmother cooked. So, um, it was my mom's chicken cutlets. And to this day, when I go home, she makes them for me. (laughs) And for some reason, as is the norm, my chicken cutlets don't ever taste like hers. Mm. My sauce never tastes like my grandmother's. 
there's something special they put in it that I cannot duplicate. So now it's my own version. The secret ingredient is love. That's what you've been forgetting to put in, obviously. I, I, I put my own kind of my own oh. version of love. It's not the oh. same, though. <laughs> my, my mom used to make chicken nuggets. And, and then this was before McDonald's featured chicken McNuggets. And when McDonald's unveiled their grand idea for chicken McNuggets, I ran and said to my mom, mom, they stole your idea. They're doing chicken nuggets. You know, like she was like, she had the market cornered on that. So tell me about the, your business and how it's, it's apparently it's changed now. I, I, I believe, but you're doing virtual classes now. So you tell me as, is the pandemic shifted what you do or what? Yes, the pandemic shifted, but in a good way. So I was originally a um, personal chef in cooking dinners in my clients' homes. Okay. Um, I would do it weekly, and I had a pretty blossoming, booming business. Come March, it was all shut down because I was cooking in my clients' homes. And I actually got a ton of requests to do meal delivery, but the only safe way to do that is out of a commercial kitchen space. And so I wasn't going out into the world and decided to just try and inspire people by making videos of what I was making for dinner. Cause everybody was at this in, during stay at home orders, bored out of their minds and didn't know what to make for their weekly meals because it was getting tedious. So I started sharing that and people got excited about that. And mm. so I made it into a group event and then the class idea came out of that. And so I've been doing that since early spring and um, I do weekly classes, I do custom parties, and I also do corporate events all on Zoom. So when you do uh, a party, let's say there's a group of, uh, I don't know, sorority sisters that want to have a little re virtual reunion and you got yeah. 12 people on the line. And how does it work? You send the recipe gets sent out ahead of time. Is everybody cooking at the same time or how does it work? Yes. So everybody, well, you don't have to, but the idea is to cook together mm -hmm. and cook along with me. So they choose the dish during the custom events and the corporate events. They get to choose the dish date and time. And um, I send out the shopping list. So they have enough time to get their ingredients. I send out the recipe, the zoom information, any dietary restrictions that we have to work around. And um, we hop on the Zoom. It's about an hour of cooking time. And during the custom events and the corporate events, once we're done cooking, I hop off and they stay on. They get their connection time. They get to eat and drink together. And um, I've gotten some great feedback around it. So it's, it's working. Mm -hmm. You can go to theeffortlesschef.com. Did I get that right? No. Nope. Nope. Oh, damn it. <laughs> take take two. Where's my, you, you tell me, I'm sorry. It's the effortless kitchen.com. Kitchen. Okay. It's not the effortless chef. Come on. Yep. Dave. And don't forget the V and all of that. So. Right. Don't forget the V at the beginning, the effortless kitchen.com. And you yes. can go on and book Debbie for your next uh, event. And so what's, uh, what has been the biggest hit? What types of food, what dishes? So I, I, uh, do a lot of Mexican style mm. dishes where it can accommodate all dietary restrictions and eating habits. So for families with picky eaters, it's like you get your chicken and your rice and your beans and all the sides are all in different bowls and you get to create your own burrito bowl or mm. a taco or a quesadilla. And so everybody gets to make their own 
style dish and put in what they want. And I find that it helps, especially with um, kids who are not that adventurous, actually try something because they don't have to commit to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's nice to have an alternative to going to Chipotle, like a a nice home version of that burrito bowl. It is is a home version of that, but I have three teenagers and they will tell you that my version does not taste like Chipotle the way they want it to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's like the, that's like when you spend all day, like, you know, marinating a steak and you cook it and the kid wants the bacon double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Yeah. Um, I don't ever take what they say to heart anymore. They're just there to <laughs> be rude, I think. But it sounds like kids can have a good time doing your classes as well. No. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been doing, um, private events for groups of kids and it's amazing to watch the transformation from the beginning of class where they seem a little nervous, they haven't done anything but bake in their kitchen. And we make a entree from start to finish. So they've made their own marinara sauce and turkey meatballs. And um, they did make also the grain bowl, the Mexican grain bowl dish I was referring to earlier. And the like the smiles on their faces when they're done. And not only are they happy, but then the parents are happy because dinner's cooked for them. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win all around. Mm-hmm. Um- I mean, can you troubleshoot individual people if someone's looking into the Zoom camera saying, Debbie, my mushroom's not sautéing the way it should or something? I mean, does that come up? Absolutely. All the time. (laughs) Um, I have people who get very eager and move along through the recipe before we've gotten to that point. And they've ended up taking all of the sauce that was supposed to go um, on top of a dish and put it into the meat mixture. Mm -hmm. So we've had to adjust... Um, I get all sorts of questions during the classes. No question is um, dumb or silly because everybody's at a different level. But uh, yes, troubleshooting is now my superpower. And there are (laughs) things that I have decided that I probably won't try to tackle on Zoom. And I feel like any kind of dough, pasta making, like that is really challenging because you have to go by feel. Mm. And I can't feel through the screen. So (laughs) I think I'm going to avoid those. Yeah, that's a good point. See, I hadn't thought about that. So uh, I want to ask you about your favorite things to cook a little bit more because the only thing I've had for um, uh, today to eat is like a, a stale English muffin. And so um, I'm, I'm just getting hungry thinking about all this. You have a, a session coming up on Thanksgiving sides, uh, Thanksgiving preparing Thanksgiving sides, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's... That's this year, right? That, that This is a new thing. I'm that looking is? at your website. November 15th, 3 p.m. And, oh, you okay. So you, anyone can do this, right? Anyone can do it. Right. It's um, We're making my mom's corn pudding, which is amazing. Wow. Um, Wait, corn a, corn pudding. Is that is it yeah. sweet or savory or... It's mostly savory. It's yep. got the it's got like the cornbread feel to it, okay. with, um, but more of a pudding. Ooh. Um, yeah, like a souffle type of of uh, texture. It's really great. Um, I tend to cook healthy. That dish not so healthy, but you know, <laughs> there's the holiday dishes that just are incredible, and they're incredible for a reason because they have a lot of butter and fat in them, and that's just one of them. Mm-hmm. So that is my mom's recipe. And then we're making a, um, a, a roasted um, delicata squash with some, um, what do I have in there? You have it in front of you, actually. Oh, okay. Um, I'm looking pumped. Feta, feta and... Um, Cranberries and feta. Pomegranate seeds. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. So cranberries. Yes. Sorry. I forgot about that. That's okay. That one is like my healthy spin on a Thanksgiving side. Cause that's kind of what my focus is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Thanksgiving sides, I feel like is the best part of the meal. Oh and yeah. I honestly don't even need the Turkey. I don't even eat the Turkey. I usually have a chicken. So Turkey um, it has to be the most overrated element of Thanksgiving. It's yeah I, just, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever had, you know, I can remember the great steaks I've had in my life and the great steakhouses when we used to go to restaurants, but Turkey, I, I mean, let's face it by its nature. It's a little bit on the dry side and it's just kind of bland, but you got to get that whole portfolio of sides going on your plate. So, oh, yeah. so you mentioned these two, these are, these are like high end sides that you're cooking and something, something different, which is great for people. But what, what are your, what's your, on your Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving sides just to, to enjoy? Um, I'd have to say, and my grandmother's passed, but her stuffing, mm. like I could eat it all day. I actually did eat it all day long, every Thanksgiving. And it is so unhealthy, but I couldn't stop. Um, that's my go-to get it from like the fridge okay. later on. Yeah. I said Mount Rushmore. You've got three more to go. It doesn't, it, <laughs> it doesn't have to be specific to any recipe or anything, but if you've got stuffing, what else you got? Have- uh, so I would say, um, and I didn't grow up with this, but my husband's family makes it is that traditional green bean casserole with the, those French fried onions on top. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the creamy sauce on the inside. So mm-hmm. this is going to give people the idea that I don't like healthy food, but no, there's it's the, the holiday meals, yeah, right? The holiday meals are yeah. all about indulgence. Right. Um, and um, this corn pudding. Corn pudding. Yeah. Give me all the, give me all That's the fatty three. There are four presidents on Mount Rushmore, <laughs> Debbie. One more. You want, I guess you can put in the squash. That can be your right, fourth. So I have to know the squash is kind of a new invention because oh. I feel like I wanted to put a healthy spin on one of the side dishes. Um, and also it's just beautiful colors. Uh, so my mother makes this jello mold and mm. it's Thanksgiving and it's her version of the cranberry sauce. And it's what you need to add the, um, like the sweetness and a little bit of moisture back to the turkey or whatever kind of poultry you're eating. So I feel like my mother's, I'll give a nod to my mom on this this jello mold. She asked me why I didn't add it to my Thanksgiving sides class. Mm. I was like, yeah, no, that's a special <laughs> gift for our family and our family only. All right. Well, that's a pretty good Mount Rushmore. I would eat all of those. For me, I would go, I think I would probably start with mashed potatoes in with the a pool of gravy in the middle of it um and probably not garlic mashed because for thanksgiving i'd stick to classic i would uh, probably have oh uh broccoli no not broccoli um spinach spinach casserole with cheese mm-hmm. that's uh that's something i i enjoy on the plate uh i like to have mac and cheese on there as well because you can never have enough cheese and then the fourth i don't know but it would uh I'll, I'll try some of your corn pudding if I ever uh, get around to figuring out how to make that. But, um, but take my class and you'll I, figure it out. I may take you up on that. It's only 40 bucks a person. I think it's totally worth it because you become an expert in certain sides. And by the way, November 15th, it's at 3 PM, a virtual class and go to the effortless kitchen.com, which I'm very proud of myself. I got it right that time. Perfect, um, yeah. yeah. Cranberry sauce overrated, I think. No matter whether it comes out of a can or you make it homemade, I don't know. It's it, to me, it's not worth the uh, trouble. It's taking up space on the plate. Um, 
All right. So uh, before we close, we're going to do an edition of Good Stuff where both Debbie and I will recommend something good to brighten your day. And uh, that could be quite anything. So you're going to have to just stay in suspense on that. Before we get there, let me take one minute to tell you about what we do here at pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. We have studios here in Westwood, Mass, where our clients come in to record podcasts. Many of them, of course, are being done remotely now, however, which we've been doing for many years. What do we do? We produce your podcast start to finish. Would you like your own show? It's a great way to market what you do to keep in touch with your clients' contacts. And it's a whole lot of fun. And we send you out a USB microphone if you want to do your podcast remotely. We create the intro music, outro music, everything in between. Go to pod617.com. Go to pod I know. See, now I'm screwing up my own website, Debbie. Thanks. Um, pod617.com to get started. Boston Podcast Network in pod we trust. All right, let's play a round of good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. There it is. So, are you are you needed in the house or something, Debbie? Something's going on there. What's going on? Is something burning? I am located in the uh, kitchen area. Okay. And my daughter's about to make coffee, which gets very loud, so I just told her to pause it. Oh, that's okay. That's good. I mean, you, this this should be always stuff Life, going right? on in your kitchen. Yeah. Well, it's like always going on in your kitchen. It, I mean, it may be effortless. It doesn't mean it's silent. So that's okay. That's true. That's true. So. Do you, I will. I will as a, uh, a further teaser. I will tell you that I'm going to uh, recommend to our listeners a, a cooking show, which uh, which you may or may not be familiar with. But before we do mine, Debbie, do you have something good to recommend to our uh, listeners today? All right. So I'm going to recommend two things. Okay. One is, and I don't know if it's a recommendation because I think everybody knows about it, but all time favorite show right now is This Is Us. Oh. You so know, well I, believe it or not, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, they had their season premiere last week, and mm-hmm. they did such a good job addressing everything from that happened from March until more present time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really, I mean, it's like the kind of show you go and you bring a box of tissues with you. So it's, you got to be prepared. It's so sad, right? You got to be prepared for that. But okay. um, love that show. And then I will give a tip on my favorite cheat marinara sauce oh good um and i grew up when you say when you say cheat i mean that means you buy it in a jar yeah Yeah. okay buy it in a jar (laughs) um what tastes the closest to my grandmother's homemade is the brand victoria really i'm writing this down victoria marinara sauce not it's not cheap but um it's worth it all right Victoria marinara sauce. That's good because I never know because, like, you know, I go in there, I get confused. The Some of the packaging and the labeling on these marinara sauces, they look so fancy, and I assume that means it's good. And when, mm-hmm. when really I might just be buying ragu with the, with the fancy package. so Or the it, fancy name, right? Right. Exa- yeah. yeah, exactly. Something that sounds super yeah. Italian. Must be good. So uh, have you ever seen the Great British Baking Show, Debbie? Yes, I love that show. You love the show. Okay, so good. We'll have a, a brief conversation about it. But before we do that, I will uh, play the trailer to the most, uh, what I believe is the most recent season of the Great British Baking Show. Let's just take a listen. You'll get a feel for what the show's all about. Hello, bakers. Welcome to the 10. Same old bake-off. This is it. Familiar, comforting, lovely. You ready? Those magic words? Yes. Okay, I'll set you up, yeah? Okay. You say it. All right, Okay. okay. On your mark. Bake. 
I am petrified. That's given me quite a few sleepless nights. Here we go. <laughs> What's the stalk made from? You're not meant to eat that. No, I know that now. <laughs> so I'm doing a cake bust of Charles Darwin. I thought the back off tent is a little bit like the survival of the fittest, so... <laughs> True. Oh, I'm really worried that though, that's not cooked enough. Oh, this is stressful. Is this a critical moment? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for coming now, Noel. Yeah. Oh, my God, yours is about to fall off. We must be completely mad. Who in their right mind? <laughs> so you get the, the point, and it is... It, I wouldn't say the show is revolutionary in its format because we've seen so many shows like this before, the, the reality show competition, and they are, are... I think they're all amateur bakers, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's from what I understand. That was kind of what makes it interesting. And so they, what's interesting is they... They seem to, they all seem to be good at something, but some of them are really bad at other things too. And so you get the amazing things that they create and you heard they were, he was Somebody was creating a pastry in the shape of Charles Darwin for some reason. Um, but then they also fall flat on their face sometimes too. And it's agonizing to watch sometimes. Why do you, why do you like it, Debbie? It's the challenge of it, right? They go in with their their level of expertise and then they're challenged to go beyond that and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I love the Kids Baking Championship or the Kids Baking Cook-Off on whatever it's called on Food Network. Oh, um, I haven't seen that Similar, but with kids. Mm -hmm. And um, it's in the U.S. So, uh, but yeah, these kids are incredible and they go in, but they know certain things and then they don't know how to do others and they just kind of wing it. And then the sad thing is, though, some of them get so stressed they cry. I know. <laughs> the worst. I know. I just realized I did see one episode of that, and there was a kid crying, and I thought I couldn't take it anymore. The um, All of the seasons of the – I just found the Great British Baking Show recently, um, discovered it, and it's on – but all the seasons are on Netflix. And so I've been going back, and you do kind of uh, end up rooting for certain people. Did you see the, yes. se did you see the season with Raul? The Asian guy who was kind of, no, um, no. yeah, he was, he was always convinced he was going to lose. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. He ends up doing very well. Let's just say that. But he, um, and then there's a great moment of tension when they bring it up to the two judges, when they take a bite and you could just cut, no pun intended. You could cut the tension with a knife when they, <laughs> they, they look up and the camera comes in on them and then they either go, it, it didn't quite do it for me. Or they say, that's delicious one of the most delicious things I've ever seen. And so you wait for that moment. And uh, anyway, it's cool. Um, so once again, go to the effortlesskitchen.com to find out more about Debbie Brosson and all of her classes. Thanksgiving is uh, coming up. And so um, get those sides ready, people. Oh, I pushed the wrong button again. I'm off my game today. Anyway, Debbie, I hope you had fun. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. People can also go to your Facebook page, as I understand it. It is The Effortless Kitchen by Debbie Brosnan. There you go. Get your food on, people. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast. If you like this show, please share it with a friend and go to pod617.com if you're interested in your own show. On behalf of Debbie and all the delicious stuff she whips up, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston... You must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. Eat up. I'm not the end